the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word. We are in our series, Judges chapter uh, 16, and we've been talking about breaking the cycle, but we've actually been focusing on Samson. And uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to cover some of the verses we skipped Last week, verse 18, when Delilah saw that Samson had told her all his heart. Now, Samson up to this point had lied to Delilah three times as it related to the secret of where his strength came from. Uh, first, he said to Delilah, well, if you tie my uh, hands with fresh bowstrings, I will be as weak as any other man. Then he said, well, if you use fresh ropes, I'll be as weak as any other man. Each time uh, she would, uh, uh, you know, do what he said and then say, the Philistines be upon you. And then the third time uh, he, he said, well, and he's getting closer to his secret. He says, well, if you take my locks, the locks of my hair, and if you kind of weave them together, kind of put a string around all of them at the same time. Uh, I will be as weak as any other man. But each time he broke free. And what you find in these verses, it's absolutely amazing the dumb stuff that God gets us out of. I mean, you know, come on, three times. And he's still with the same woman. That didn't come out right. (laughs) But, But like Samson, we keep pushing the envelope And if we keep pushing the envelope, it will eventually fall off the table. So when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, her persistence, her badgering, her nagging had finally paid off. And like a snake in waiting, she goes in for the kill shot. And she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines saying, come up once more. I know the last three times he whipped y'all. I know the last three times he lied to me. But come one more time for this time I know he told me all his heart. Now the fact that Samson did not tell her his heart initially lets you know that he knew that she didn't have good intentions. He knew that she wasn't up to any good, but he kept playing with fire anyway. How many of y'all see some parallels 
with us in Samson. You see, everything happens for a reason. And sometimes the reason is we just didn't make a good decision. And this was the case with Samson. So the Lord of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in her hand. It is absolutely foolish to expect loyalty uh, from a person who would do anything for money. You know, money is a lot like emotions. It's an excellent servant, but a horrific master. And then in verse 19, then she lulled him to sleep on her knees. Again, ladies, use your superpowers for good. It came out a little roughly in the first service, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to not be that way, but I feel a growl still, so can I, can I keep going with the flow and just let me growl just a little bit, okay? So she lulled him to sleep on her knees, but, but don't start just blaming this, this, this woman Delilah, because Samson was not her victim. He was his own. You see, self-sabotage is when we say we want something, but, but do things to make sure it doesn't happen. And if we learn anything from Samson today, it's stop standing in your own way. Samson's problem was not a Philistine. It wasn't a woman named Delilah. It was the enemy within. It was the things in his life he wouldn't deal with. It was the parts of him that he would not submit to discipline. She lulled him to sleep on her knees. He shouldn't have been there anyway. And then she called for a man, a Philistine who was an enemy of God's people. And she had him shave off the hairs on his head. Now here's something I've learned in life. Demons get licensed through our disobedience. Disobedience in behavior, but a lot of us kind of got that down, but also disobedience in attitude, disobedience in word. That's why forgiveness is so important, because when you don't obey from the heart, it gives Satan a landing pad. When an army takes a a new area, I'm not military, so I don't want to act like I know, but, but from what I see in the movies... When they, when they take a new mo- uh, area, and, and I've heard from some of you military folks, one of the first things they do after consolidating a perimeter, just like they do when there's a crime scene, is they try to open up a field so planes can get in and out with supplies. And if there is no landing, uh, 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 takeoff or landing pad, whatever you call that, um, supplies can't get in and out. So if the adversary doesn't have a landing spot, he can't get in. Jesus said, he said, the prince of this world has come and he has nothing in me. He had no right of access. He had no landing pad. He, he had no, what, what do you call that takeoff thing at the airport? Runway. He had no runway into Jesus' life. 
So the reason I try to keep the devil out of my life is not so I could be a goody-goody. It's so he can't land. Because when he lands, he brings misery, pain, death, and strife. You understand what I'm saying? And she called for a man and had him shave off. You see, when you dance with the devil, eventually the devil will call the tune. And you do not protect what you don't value, and you can't value what you take for granted. And by this time, Samson was constantly taking for granted the mercies and the goodness and the kindness and the tenderness of his God. So here's the $6 million question for each of us in this room. What has God asked you to set aside for him that you no longer value, that you no longer protect? Samson started to take the mercy and grace of God for granted. You see, there was no inherent power in seven locks of hair. You know, my son got a whole bunch of locks. You just saw him up here. And um, that has not made him able to defeat 120 men, maybe one or two, but, but not <laughs> on the level of Samson. Samson's dedication, or better, Samson's power was his dedication to God. I, I just said something very important. His power was not his biceps. Matter of fact, the odds are he was not a super muscular guy because she was trying to find out the secret of his power. If he looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger, everyone would understand the secret of his power. But the odds are he'd probably look very average. The secret of his power was his dedication, consecration, and commitment to God. And we must learn to submit our lives to God because he can do with it more than we ever can. And Samson, and you see, it's not, I know for me, it's not my intelligence, it's not my abilities, it's God's hand on my life that, that does anything of value with my life. And I value that even more than my life. I would die for God's favor. I would lay my life down to preserve God's favor. It's that important. Then she began to torment him, literally mishandle him. You see, when the devil is done with you, now he'll play with you all night, but when he's done, he'll kick you out of bed. And now the devil had did his, his due. And Samson was caught in the trap. So this woman who acted like she loved him began to torment him. And his strength left him. All this happened because he slept at the wrong time with the wrong person. He slept at the wrong time and in the wrong company. Everyone needs sleep. Sleep is a good thing. Your doctors will recommend sleep. But the Bible teaches us in Proverbs, it tells us if we rest when we should work, 
will end up in want. Jesus said, if a soldier naps when he should fight in Matthew 24, they end up dead. He also taught his disciples, if we sleep when we should pray, we'll end up giving in. He said, you know, uh, pray that you enter not into temptation, but instead they slept. Church, I believe God's message over his last couple of weeks has been wake up because we have real dreams to catch. And she said as she said every other time and you know after a while you think you know he'd have it figured out the Philistines are upon you Samson so now it's at this point he'd already abused her because you know she already began to torment him but but he was still sleeping but but at this point he awoke from his sleep he finally woke up but it was too late and said I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. This was tragic. This, this was the real tragedy of the story. He thought he could continue to live without conviction and still live free. True freedom is not the right to do as you please. It's the opportunity to do as you ought. Samson presumed upon the mercy, the grace, and the goodness of God. And it not only tells us what he, what, what, what he thought, now, now we see some commentary from the Bible itself. He said, but he did not know. And this breaks my heart. This man familiar with the power of God. This was a judge of Israel. This was a leader in the land, and he did not know. And many miss the perfect sweet will of God for their lives because they have settled for God's permissive will. They live in that, that range, well, well, Lord, you forgive it or cover, instead of that, that sweet spot of, Lord, not my will, but thy be done. We stay in the baby pool of life, unwilling to launch out into the deep. Thank you. But he did not know. And this is what frightens me today. Grand churches, great programs, first touch, second touch, third church, third touch. Great psychology, great leadership skills. But if the Holy Spirit ever left, they wouldn't know. If the Holy Spirit walked in the room with a purple hat and a purple suit, they wouldn't recognize him and say, please do not get in the way of our program. And many of us, I'm going to look over, well, I don't want to look at anybody, I'm going to look at the drum set. (laughs) Many of us live lives like this. That the Holy Spirit backed up, we wouldn't know the difference. Because we didn't live in his strength, his power, there was no dependence. 
It was all about what I learned in college. It was about the money I got from my job. It was about, you know what, I'll go to Kaiser if I get sick. But we ain't never learned how to pray. We ain't never learned how to cry out. We, we ain't never really learned the power of getting down on your knees. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. This is so important. Past victories do not automatically repeat themselves. If we stop making the necessary investments, there will come a point that God will have to leave us to our consequences. Now, he'll never abandon us altogether. But, but, you know, time and time again, Samson goes sleep with some woman, you know, do something with a Philistine, and, and now he's playing games, you know, now he's tying up his hair, getting close to, to having her cut it off, he's getting closer and closer, and, and he keeps playing these games, and God's still with him, God still protects him, God still saves him. But he wouldn't listen to that language. Everyone doesn't understand nice. So sometimes God has to speak in a vocabulary that we understand. So God had to let him end up where we're about to find him. But even then, God didn't abandon him. He's still watching at a distance. God loves you like that. He loves you passionately. Then the Philistines took him. He kept playing and kept playing, but then he slipped in and put his eyes out. The thing we learned last week he kept using for evil, he eventually lost and brought him down to Gaza. And then it says they bound him with bronze fetters. This is the bronze age. And he became a grinder in the prison. At that time, bronze was the strongest metal. But if you've ever picked up a bronze statue or anything bronze, it is extremely heavy. It's one of the heavier metals. And right now he has these bronze heavy fetters or chains. He was dealing with the heaviness of past regret, chained by his decisions in the past. He was just going through the motions of his daily grind as he was like a donkey, just, you know, pushing this, this circular uh, millstone around while people made fun of him and laughed at him. And, and he was captive because he represented the God of Israel. And, and now people laughed at him and, and mocked at him. And, 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 but, but here's the deal. Your life may be largely the product of your past, but you don't have to stay a prisoner of your past. And we're about to see this in the next verse. If it was the New Testament, it would say, but God, but God. It says, however, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. And this is where we left off last week. And what we see here is you can repent. You can turn. You can have a change of heart. Your, your, your worst chapter doesn't have to be your last chapter. Last week we learned your failure doesn't have to be final. Your hair can grow back. So the hair on his head began to grow again. And the Lord of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to rejoice. 
The world loves it when the righteous falls. And I pray that you and I never give them that pleasure. Now we are human, we're going to do stuff. But may we never be found in the situation of Samson here. And then watch what happens. They come to the wrong conclusion. And what happens is we can confuse the watching world with sometimes our behavior where they don't understand that it's not our God that has failed. It is we as individuals that at times have failed. And they said, our God has delivered into our hands Samson, our enemy. But they were wrong. It was not their God, but Samson's unrepentant heart that delivered him into their hands. Folks, I've been at this thing for a lot of years. I've been 40 for about 18 years now. (laughs) And the, the, the simple secret of my longevity, you know, other than keeping my eyes on Jesus, is being quick to forgive and quick to repent. Don't ever get too big to say you're sorry and mean it. Verse 25, as bad as Samson had been, you kind of got to listen to last week's message to understand all of this. I still want you to watch what happens in this next chapter. So it happened when the Philistines' hearts were merry that they said, call for Samson that he may perform for us. Samson was reduced to a minstrel. You don't want your Christianity just to be a show. But what I want you to see is after his hair grew back, he begins to point us to Jesus once again. We saw Jesus in his miraculous birth. The angel came and his barren mother had a baby. And all that points to what would happen in Bethlehem. But then he goes sideways and there's not a whole lot representing Christ anymore. But then finally his hair starts to grow back and then we can start to see Jesus again. What I need you to understand and what we need to learn from these passages is God can redeem every mistake we ever make. And yeah, as bad, as hard-hearted as some of the things we have done have been, God could still use them to point us to Jesus. And I, I want to say, we, we, we read the New Testament sometimes wrongly. We think these are wonderful people sharing a wonderful story. No. These are sinful people. These are people with issues and problems and circumstances. Peter was once a denier. Peter told God himself, Jesus said, listen, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. Overconfident, cocky Peter talks to the Lord of glory saying, Lord, not me, though all them. Now, I know they're a bunch of, you know, weaklings, cowards, and punks, and all the rest, but not me. You know, I'm, I'm hard. I'm, 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 I'm with you to the end. But the rooster crowed, and Peter wept. Paul, the writer of much of our New Testament, was a murderer. He was a persecutor of the church, breathing out threats and violence against men and women. A violent man, an incredibly self-righteous man that God chose to teach the opposite, God's grace. Then Mary Magdalene, 
the beloved was demonized. Don't be fooled by what you see today. Everybody has a story. Everybody comes from somewhere. Yes, sir. That's right. Remember when Jesus ministered to that man at the five colonnades? He'd been laying there for years, paralyzed. And Jesus said, get up, take up your bed, and walk. And in that miracle, we see a lot of things. Jesus was saying to this guy a lot of things, but on top of that is, listen, get up, but don't leave any mess behind you. God, God will do a miracle so real in your life that you lose all traces of it. God did not want any trace of what he was like left behind. People don't even believe me when I tell them my story because God does miracles to the extent he can remove every trace of anger, bitterness, rage, confusion, brokenness. God can do it. And God's saying to each of you, take up your mats. I want to lose you of every memory of what used to be and walk on, walk on, walk on, walk on. So they call for Samson from the prison. He's still dealing with consequences. Wouldn't listen to mercy and grace, so he's dealing with consequences. But even in the consequences, there's a whole lot of grace. His hair grew back. And he performed for them, tap dancing. You hear what I'm saying? And they laughed at him. Now, the only difference between Samson and Jesus here is Samson was mocked for his own sin. Jesus was mocked for our sins. This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.